Uh, no, you know, it's, it's all about how healthy he is. We, we love when our guys practice and we love when we get to see it and we think that goes a long way, especially for us, you know, first year in a system. Um, building chemistry with quarterback receiver goes a long ways, but I think it says a lot to his preparation, um, the way he was able to prepare and play the way he did without having two full days of practice there. But also it says a lot about C.J. Beathard, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the offense just kept rolling. We were able to put in an entire game plan, plan for C.J. to play, knew we could adjust if Trevor needed to play. Um, and I really think that Wednesday, Thursday practice last week, we didn't miss a beat as far as the way C.J. ran everything from the huddle to at the line of scrimmage, it was great. So, uh, the, In the past couple of weeks, it's been a different receiver that's really stepped up in a big way each game. Does that just kind of say, you know, how how game ready each guy is for when their number's called? I think so, yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, a credit to, to the to roster we have offensively. You know, we, we feel like there are a number of guys, if a defense were to do something to try to take away one guy, we have another another couple guys that could step up at any moment and have, have a game. Um, if the flow of the game kind of dictates that, the next guy steps up. It's not like there's been a conservative effort to go in and say, this guy's going to get all the targets. It's kind of the ball finds the guy that it's supposed to find at certain times. And when Trevor's playing that way and operating that way and somebody has a big game, it's just kind of a byproduct of it. It's not necessarily we went out with the intention of Evan having this huge game. Um, the ball just kind of found him. Trevor did a good job getting to him. He did a good job getting open, and he took advantage of his opportunities. You've been with Doug now uh, long enough, probably as much as any, certainly as much as anybody on this staff. Uh, if you had to pick one trait of Doug that makes him an effective NFL head coach, what would you say it is? Consistency. That's easy. Consistency. He's the same guy every single day walks in the building. From the way he pro you know, we lose five in a row, whatever it may be, we win a big game. He comes in the next day with the same approach to the staff. Um, the same same idea of just trusting the process. So you know what you're getting with him. You come in, you're not worried, is he in a bad mood, is he in a good mood, is he this, is he that? You know exactly who he's going to be with the coaching staff, with the players, his expectations, where you stand. And so it's easy to do your job that way. When you when Doug called you about, about the job, mm -hmm. how much of a factor was Trevor, Trevor being the quarterback Sorry. influencing your decision? Or was, it, or was it just, hey, it's Doug, I'm going? No, that was a big part of it. You know, I, I was very happy with the situation I was in in Indianapolis. Loved working for the guys I was working with. I think the world of Frank Reich uh, was very excited about what could potentially be there. Um, obviously, feel terrible for what happened up there with the situation with Frank and all that. But I was really excited to run it back there. Loved the staff I was working with. So when Doug called, it wasn't just a foregone, this is going to happen. Um, I'm going wherever Doug goes or anything like that. Or, you know, I'm going to go interview with him and see what it works. But... You know, obviously there was a lot of appeal um, getting to be involved in kind of building the offense um, as we went. But then, yeah, Trevor, I, I'd be lying if I said Trevor won a huge draw to Jacksonville itself just because you knew the talent that was there. Obviously had a, had a struggle as rookie year and for a number of reasons, uh, but you knew the skill set, you knew the talent, and then just watching him and, you know, researching him, talking to people that had worked with him, you know, it, it's been everything and more getting the opportunity to work with him. You're up in the booth when you saw Trevor Lawrence pull that ball out on the one-yard line and you knew the play call. How surprised were you? Very surprised. It's a lot of no, 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 no. Okay, good, he scored. And then it's, hey, Mike, let's talk to him about not pulling the ball when he's not supposed to. That whole deal. So it's one of those. He understands. Um, and we, we're not going to make a living going off script like that. But if you do, you better score. And they understand that. And so uh, I, I kind of say he got lucky, but good by him. He got in the end zone. Let's not do it again. So. Yeah.
else this week. Um, I know Micah Parsons is like their guy, but I wanted to ask you about Diggs. What kind of stands out about him when you watch Dallas's film? Ball skills. Ball skills is the first thing that jumps off the tape with him. If there's a ball that if somebody throws a ball that just misses slightly and he's in the vicinity, catches it. He's got some great catches, um, stuff that you'd be proud of as a receiver. And it, it, it feels like he is a receiver playing DB in terms of the way he tracks the ball, goes after the ball. Uh, he just does a great job from that standpoint. So we're very aware that you know we need to be great at contested catches around him. We need to, to be aware where he is, um, how he's playing, is his vision on the quarterback, is his vision on the player, however that may be. So uh, it definitely jumps off uh, how he's able to track the ball and catch the ball. Do you think the chess match between Trevor and him is going to be one of those games within the game this Sunday? Um, you know, there's always... There's always a give and take with things like that of understanding that, and it's really just kind of by situation within the game. So he's certainly one of their impact players that we've identified at least on our our side of the ball. So uh, we're aware of where he is, and you know we'll 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 go about trying to attack them the best way we think possible. Do you do different things against Parsons, or you know just run your offense, or are you going to have to give the tackles help? Uh, in a lot in some ways, yeah, creative ways. No, you certainly have to be aware. I mean, we, we think it's kind of foolish to just come in and let the best player beat you because you're stubborn enough to think we can just do what we need to do. You know, we're aware of, we always identify the guys we think need extra help or extra attention in some way, shape, or form. But now how we approach him and handling a player like that, and you can't forget that Demarcus Lawrence is sitting on the other side and is having a great year as well and is a great player for a long time. But you know, just the way you affect those guys, whether it's extra presence, whether it's running away from them. Sometimes you run two guys like that, um, providing help in some way, shape, or form, whether it's somebody slicing from the opposite side, somebody slicing outside in, an extra presence there from the back, uh, from a tight end, from a receiver, whatever that may be. But you kind of, that, that's certainly on Monday, the first thing you say is how are we going to stop Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence from wrecking the game? So then it kind of everything you do when you're building your first and second down plan, when you're building your third down, your red zone, you know, the two minute situations, it starts with how do we keep these guys from ruining the game? How ready is your rookie center for what he's going to see on Sunday? I'm sure he'll be prepared. How ready is he based on 13 starts? Uh, and he's done a phenomenal job. You know, if you look at these rookies and guys like this, and obviously Luke has a ton of experience, especially playing in the SEC, playing in some really good defenses. Um, it doesn't ever feel like he's come across that rookie wall, at least mentally. You know, he, he continues to learn a lot. He's extremely sharp, very impressive. Um, but you look at, you know, the, their classmates, their teammates from last year, their season's over. They've, they've got a month to prepare for a bowl game. They've been done since Thanksgiving, basically. And we're in this playoff push where every game's do or die, essentially. So it, it's certainly a challenge. That's kind of where that rookie wall comes from, from those guys. But it's not something we've noticed with Luke so far. Uh, he's been able to lock in every single day. He's done a great job identifying things. And just to see him and Trevor, uh, their communication, their growth through the season has been impressive. You mentioned every game going forward is do or die. From a play caller, from a you know game planner standpoint, does that put more pressure on you guys knowing that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, you know, we, we approach every game with kind of we have to win this game mentality. We're, you know, we're going to every situation now. We're not looking ahead. We're we're locked in right now on the Cowboys and what the the I guess the troubles that they present to you. And so that's got our main focus. We're not, we're not worried about anything beyond that. We're worried about putting the best product out there for three hours on Sunday. And then at the end of that three hours, we'll pick our head up and see where we're at. So, Travis Etienne, how do you get the running game back on track? Yeah, uh, that's certainly something we want to continue to do now. Every game is a game within itself. You know, the way you play, 
you know, we've certainly faced some really, really good run-stopping defenses here recently with Kansas City, Baltimore, uh, Tennessee particularly. Of those three, I think they're all top six in the league in run defense. So we knew what we were getting into and the, the challenges they could present. Now, we felt like it was best to win the game through the air against Tennessee. We, we had our runs here and there, but we kind of made a commitment to throwing the ball and then you know, the guys produced. They made a bunch of plays. You can't turn on the tape and say we schemed a ton of guys open all the time, but our guys just stepped up, made plays. Trevor delivered. Um, Evan obviously had a great game for us, but the surrounding pieces. Agnew had a huge third down catch for us on a scramble drill, which was there wasn't anybody open. Those two just made a play, and the line and the backs did a great job holding up in protection. So, uh, yeah, certainly our run game getting going is a, an, important, an important part of our emphasis, but you kind of just – We'll do whatever it takes each week to win. If we feel like throwing it's what we need to do, then that's what we got to be able to do. And is there a way that you can get Travis involved in the passing game? I mean, he's been he's got one of the lower target yeah. shares of a starting running back in the league right now. Yeah, certainly. Whether it's a screen game, quick game, whatever it is, getting him out in routes. But uh, you know, again, it's kind of a game by game basis of what gives us the best opportunity to to feature our best players in the best matchups. And then uh, basically how we approach the defense. He needs to show you something in practice to give you confidence to run that kind of stuff? No, he's done a good job. It's just kind of within the game and the schemes we get to. We always carry plays that he's involved in in the past game. And he's whether he's a primary target or a secondary target, and the, you know, the ball just hasn't really found him in these situations so far. Do you guys view that balance isn't necessarily we were in 40 runs and 40 passes. Right. Just being able to kind of do being able to do both depending on what the defense gives you. 100%. That's the way you approach balance? Absolutely. We, we do not care if we're 50-50 at the end of the day in terms of we ran the ball 30 times, threw the ball 30 times. It's are we good enough to do whatever it takes to win that game. And we felt like Tennessee it was going to be throwing the football. And we threw it however 42 times. You completed 30 balls. Um, that was what we felt like it took to win the game. There's other games we've gone into uh, and we felt like running gave us the best situation or gave us the best possible ability to win the game. There's other games you go in thinking we're going to run the ball to win the game it gets shut down or the pass game gets going and you, you pivot through the game. But we'll do whatever it takes to win the game. We don't go in this thing saying we need to run it this many times or throw it this many times to win the game. Of course, when you get the ball at the end, you've got to get, pick up one first down and make sure the game's right. put away and Travis gets you the first down. The exactly. Yeah, the line and Travis stepped up his third and three. I mean, everybody in the building knew we were going to run the ball and they were able to execute and get it done. And then the cool thing was just the emotion everybody showed afterwards. Everybody celebrating the first down knowing they just iced the game right there. How much you like Trevor's ability to see the right read accelerating in the last five or six weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things. Just watching him, if you didn't watch anybody else, and the way he throws the ball, the conviction he's throwing the ball with, he's certainly a guy that, like, just watching him, you know he's prepared, he's confident, he knows exactly what he's seeing. There's going to be a number of times in a game where the defense fools you. And it's really like those are kind of what make the difference in quarterback play. Is it your bad play turned into you got confused, you held the ball, you took a sack, you got you fumbled, you threw a pick, whatever? Is it you threw the ball out of bounds? That's the kind of the next step, the progression of it. Versus now you turn it into a positive play for us. And I think you've seen some of that show up. But I mean, with him, it's you know because you did it last week it has nothing to do with this week. You got to do it every single week. And that's just as a young team learning that this is a week-by-week -week business and you can get humbled very quickly. We know that firsthand. And is that just experience? Yeah. The more you see it on his part, the more you're going to see. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think and it, 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 you know, I think it's a credit to Mike McCoy, Jim Bob Cooter, the guys that have prepared him uh, along the way. And the way he, um, CJ, and EJ prepare each week. You know, they're, they're here all, time, all hours of the day asking a million questions, want to make sure that they have ownership of the game plan. The guys around them understanding what the game plan is, what the expectation is. Um, and then you kind of just see that chemistry grow 
for everybody across. But again, every, anything that happened in the past has nothing to do with this week. Now you hope it provides confidence that and belief in what we are capable of doing, but you got to go prove it every single play. Thanks, Jess.